What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the BTR podcast. And today we're finally back. <laughs> you, um, it's been a week since we sat in front of a camera, recorded. Yeah. Um, a lot has. Well, I wouldn't say a lot has happened, but some stuff has happened over that week. Um, we dropped a couple of videos for you guys in between. You know the power of pre-recording. Yeah, pre-recording. So, uh, every, we still dropped everyday shorts. We still dropped everyday reels and TikToks, and we dropped our first reaction video. Make sure you guys check that out. And we also dropped our first non-sports podcast video, just explaining our journey. You know, where we hit a hundred subs, so we decided for you guys to get to know us a little bit better of how the Beyond the Radar journey has started. Yeah, I'm uh, still on our uploading streak because Monday, Thursdays, we're we still uploading something. We haven't missed a day yet. But like I said, more of these videos, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, so let's get into it. Um, no, before we get into it, audio, uh, make sure you guys check us out on Spotify and any other podcast audio platforms you guys listen to. If you enjoy this, give us a five-star rating and download the podcast. It'll help us out a lot. <laughs> All right, now let's get into it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> We're finally starting with something that's not NHL, not soccer, and not NBA. It's baseball season, baby. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, like so, everything's died down now, Since right, we last recorded, which was the last Sunday, um, the next day was the Home Run Derby and All-Star. So we'll start there because we do have some kind of big breaking, br- not breaking now, but big news that popped up after that All-Star break. Um, but we'll go to the All-Star and Home Run Derby first. The NL, uh, we'll go all-star. NL, finally have won it. How surprised were you that it took more than a decade? <laughs> or close to a decade or whatever. I'm a little bit surprised because the NL has some players, right? Yeah. Like, well, I guess a healthy Ronald Acuna help. But, like, it doesn't matter. They switch. They switch a lot. But the AL just proved that they're a superior league uh, these past, like, what, nine years, I guess? Yeah. And, um... I just yeah, they finally did it. I'm actually surprised at that. They NL were won. down two one. Yeah. Well, people for people that don't know, um, All Star games actually have a big implication because is it? The, I think it still is. The winner gets the winner. The winning conference is home field for the playoff for the World Series. Didn't they get away from it for a little bit? Uh, I'll double check. But, but yeah, um, that's why you like kind of like the All Star. But I feel like uh, if that's the case, the that's what makes the games competitive. They have something on the line, right? Yeah. And there's something big, too. Um, Since 2017, the home field advantage has been awarded to the World Series team. Having Okay, so yeah, it got changed. So it got they changed, right? Changed. Yeah, yeah. It was previously, but... It used to be like that. Yeah. I remember them getting it changed. That's what, like, kind of made All-Star games a little bit, like, less fun to watch because there's nothing on the line. Yeah. But then also understandable because the players are trying to have fun. They're not trying to... You know, play for something. They kind of do though. To be fair, I'll get, I'll allude that to a second. Uh, but just to, uh, I was what I was talking about earlier, they were down two one heading into the top of the eighth inning because it was NL was away because it was in Seattle. Yeah, it was in Seattle. Um, but an unsuspected guy hit a home run, who ended up getting MVP, which was Elias Diaz, catcher of the Colorado Rockies. First of all, how the how the hell does a Rockies player make it to the All Star game? <laughs> I mean, everybody gets one. Is it that? Yeah. So like the NHL. Bro, look how it's like the NHL. This one actually makes sense <laughs> if you think about it, because there's a lot. Like, yeah, a lot there's a lot of people. Like, the yeah. Blue Jays alone had five people representing, depending on who they played or not. We don't yeah, know, yeah. but you know, the Atlanta Braves. Like, I'm sure everybody should get one representative for baseball. Okay, yeah. Because everybody just plays like one inning anyway. All right, then. Colorado Rockies. That's the best news they'll get all season. Yeah. Until you get next year's first overall pick. 
So yeah, that's really surprising though. Yeah, so that was we didn't get too much into it because it happened on Monday. But uh, home run derby, uh, or sorry, the All Star Game Tuesday, home run derby Monday, and you're wearing the jersey of a team, and we have a pennant of a team that won the derby. Vladdy Guerrero Jr. has done it in so, his second appearance. So fun fact: um, Vladimir Guerrero Sr. and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. the first father and son duo to actually win the home run derby. I believe Vladdy Sr. had done it back in '09. And obviously, Vlad Jr. was a finalist, hitting 91 home runs, was it? Yeah, like four um, years ago. 2019. Yeah. And decided to come back, which was a little surprising because he was struggling this year in terms of power hitting, like home runs especially. But came back and, um, you know, took out an, one, probably, would you call it, a little bit of an upset against Julio Rodriguez. Yeah, just was- because of the home... Field advantage. Home field advantage. He, he and, was coming off a of 41. And yeah, he broke Vladdy's first round record as well. Yeah, he's coming off like a 40 plus home run performance as well. So then we're like, we were, when we were watching, we're like, oh shit, yo, Julio's going to win. And then Vladdy upset Julio. Because Julio f- struggled. And then, and then it was a Rosarena in the finals. Yeah, and then Rosarena Rosa- was just going like, was it speed run hitting? Yeah, it was, it like, was like, yeah, he was speed hitting the whole time. And another one that who say it was like Mookie Betts man didn't even take a timeout yeah. he just went three minutes no, straight not even Mookie Betts yeah Pete Alonso whoever was pitching to him needs to be their starting pitcher <laughs> bro that's the greatest <laughs> pitching performance by a Mets player this this year or coach or whoever it was <laughs> yeah but you know, uh, the reason why we're saying that is because Pete Alonso couldn't hit a ball <laughs> yeah, because you, the guy was throwing sliders away. Yeah, home home run derby's meant for like literally fastballs, middle of the or plate. like just lob middles or fastball like middles. Yeah, like, not sliders. It's not even like a way. fastball, like a sixty mile per hour. Yeah, right. But yeah, so the home run derby it was entertaining um, this year, especially. But here's my question to you: Out of all major sports skills challenges, is home run derby the number one now? Now at this point, I would. I mean, they're all not great. But I would definitely put home run derby He's, at the top. Here's the thing, right? Like, there's nothing in the NFL. And, and, and sorry, yeah, and, and yeah NHL, NFL has nothing. And NHL, NHL for me off. has fallen off because fallen off. So slap shot was probably the hardest shot. Yeah, yeah. But then Chara and Weber are no are longer not there. playing. Yeah. But um, the only one that came to contention at that time was the iconicness of the dunk contest. But that's no longer the case because how much how how much more creative could you be? Three point contest is still my favorite out of the NBA now because of that. But I feel like here's the difference, right? The dunk contest, I'm going to bring that up because at least with the NBA, you get star power, or the three-point contest, you get the star power, right? Steph Curry gets involved. Dame Lillard got involved this past year, right? And Clay Thompson a couple of times. And you got the Trey Young. And then if you, look at, if you look at MLB, it's the big names. Julio Rodriguez, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Pete Alonso is a household home run derby name, right? Um, and I'm, the other big names, uh, Mookie Betts. Right, he's like, I just wanted to do it for the sake of it. Whether he's not a power, his wife not. made him do it. Yeah, um, you don't get that in the dunk contest anymore. We're, there's no more Jordans. Like Kobe's. you're literally getting a G League player, Mac McClung, to do it. Yeah, like there's no. Jor- uh, no disrespect to Mac McClung, but you want to see LeBron, Zion, and all the whole well, Zion's injured. But I'm just saying, like Jaw, for example, do them right. Because back in the day, Kobe did it once. Kobe won, right? Dom, yeah, Kobe won in his rookie year. Yeah. Um, Vince Carter. Vince Carter. Reason why the Raptors yeah. came on the map. Air Canada, literally. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan versus Dominique. Air Jordan. Right? <laughs> Dominique Wilkins, the human highlight reel. Yeah. Like, their names came because of this stuff, right? Nate Robinson and, like, Spotted Webb. Like, it was enticing to watch because you wanted to see that short guy dunk. 
that's no longer the case with the ML or NBA dunk contest. Plus, you could only be creative because Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon took it to the next level. Yeah, they did. And but the MLB, you're getting these big household names and you're seeing the power. Yeah, it's like the three point contest. You're just literally putting a home like hitting a home run out like you're shooting a three pointer. But it's just that the competition is still exciting because the big names are involved. I feel yeah. like that's the biggest reason why I think the home run derby in general is probably the best. Yeah, I would agree with you. Um, one point is like not. The thing with the MLB has a lot of stars, right? So, like, not everyone would, like, you know, would p- participate. Like, obviously, you would want to see, like, Otani and Trout, but then Trout's yeah, also... Yeah, like, if Otani was an injury, I would love to see Otani. Yeah, time. like, Otani would have been in there, could have been in there for sure, uh, especially with leading home runs. And then, but yeah, I would say this one was, like, the there were, like, a few big names because Pete Alonso is, has, like, won it twice. So, it makes sense for be, him to be in there. Julio Seattle makes sense, and he won last year. And he didn't win last year. He did. Juan Soto won last year. He oh. lost in the final. Okay. And then Vladdy being back after his dominating performance in 2019. He's still a household name. Yeah, he's been struggling this year. He's still a household name. Yeah. And then uh, Mookie, Mookie Betts, Betts is just, arguably a top five player. Just in the league, a, top like, ten player in the league. Just see a small guy do it. <laughs> yeah. He said himself, "I ain't winning." Randy Rosarena, big name. Randy Rosarena, definitely, especially right, after you got, uh, you got Luis Robert. Right, Luis Robert from Chicago, yeah. So you got big names big like year. these guys are all actual all stars, right? Like all these guys are having good years, right? Obviously, some arguably are, the best of their team as well. Arguably the best on their team, yeah. So, yeah, um, for me that's the reason. But uh, f- finishing off with the all star is MLB all star game the best all star game in terms of competition? I feel like it is because they're close games. They're usually close games, yeah, right? Because the sport itself, no one's really gonna go hard hitting. Right, like yeah, Romano got hurt, but that was because of a muscle thing. It wasn't like he got, you know, he was going in full blazing, um, sliding to first base to get someone out type of thing, right? Whereas obviously football, you ain't gonna touch anybody because why risk getting a hit? Yeah. And NHL same thing, and then NBA it's like kind of the same thing too because who knows when you could pop it Achilles? NBA did a good job for a little bit with that new. That was first two years, but then now it's fallen off again. Yeah, let's see if they because they're rumored to go um, world versus. America or North America versus world. Yeah. Um. Again, is that really gonna go? Not really. How much? It depends on. At the end of the day, when it comes to all stars, it has to be like home run or money incentives and bonuses. There's only incentives, right? That's why you need incentives. Which that is, MLB incentive was nice. NBA incentive was nice too because the charity. The charity. And then yeah. they made it like, you know, ego gets in like that one in Chicago, when like you you ended the game with LeBron, Kawhi, you know, um, whoever Harden. I think like all the Paul, big names on the court. All the big names on the court. And then on, on Nick Nurse's team was like obviously Pascal and Kyle Lowry, but you had like Kemba Walker, Giannis. Pascal wasn't there. And Joel Embiid. Was Pascal there? Yeah, he was on it. Uh, he was a starter. <laughs> he was trending because Nick Nurse put him on. <laughs> That's why. But no, I feel like the MLB in general, just because of like, it's just that type of sport where you don't, it's not heavy contact. Like, and literally in the first, wasn't in the first inning where like. Two amazing catches. Yeah, like diving catches or whatever. Like Adolis Garcia, like robbed maybe a potential homer, but definitely extra base hit. Same yeah. with. So like, I what, think, one batter later, Rosarina like, robbed one. And for the NHL, especially with the NHL, MLB players want to be there and have fun. Like, you saw Griel Jr. and Vladdy, obviously former teammates, yeah, yeah. rock with scissors, right? You see all this joking around with them, but they also take it a little bit serious. NHL is like, those players are forced to be there, and a lot of their stuff is, like, gimmicky. You know what I mean? Like, like that stupid, like, Kachuk Luongo thing this past year in the NHL was, like, those, well, like so the forced. It was very forced. This one doesn't. This one, the MLB, in my opinion, seems more genuine. It does, yeah, definitely more genuine. Obviously, it'll be more fun because when you had that incentive of 
winner gets the home field. Yeah. Um, is also like another well, big some, reason. Like guys like, um, the Colorado Rockies player Elias Diaz. Yeah. Why would he give a shit? About yeah, that? no, but like still, <laughs> but it makes it fun to watch because there's yeah. something to play for, right? Exactly. And that's that's what that's when sports are the best when there's yeah. something to play for. That's why playoffs. Are always goaded. Yeah, like all. To be fair, every All Star game, shit. Usually, like a lot of players just want to go on vacation, right? Yeah. Um, but I feel like the MLB one, people want to be there genuinely. That's, yeah, that's like just, the players that's like want to be there. Yeah. NHL is just like, why am I here? <laughs> like, yeah. Um. I, yeah. Let's move on. We mentioned Otani earlier, and there's some news that had come out after right after the All Star break. Excuse me. That the Angels are fielding offers and. It's the smart thing to do. It's the smart thing to do, yeah. Like, I'm not going to say I'm surprised by it, but I'm kind of surprised as well because they were having a playoff push, but now Mike Trout's injured and now they struggle. Yeah. It's, it's going to be tough. They have, the AL Mike game, Trout has to come back and they both have to go, like, lethal mode again. Is, no, like, they have two teams that are clearly better than them in a division. Another team that's better than, better than the, them on paper but are not performing well in Seattle. Yeah. AL East, all five teams could make the playoffs, but then... Obviously, one can't. Obviously, one can't. And then... The central is just the central, division winner. Central, you're going to have one team. Yeah. So, realistically, are you going to make it? No. Unless they go fire mode. If it's Trout, not happening. But Trout has to come back for that. And, Trout has to come back. And, and, we, and we mentioned it last week when we, we were talking about this, right? And we're like, okay, the difference between this and Aaron Judge is the Yankees started off with a heater. And they didn't need to, like, force a trade or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. Unless you are physically, you've had written, written signage, whatever, from Otani that the Angels... We'll give him a I don't know five hundred million dollar contract because at the minimum he's gonna get that. Probably like if if Trout got four fifty, he's getting like five fifty probably because yeah, like six hundred mil man. Right, and you need to trade him. Like you can't be that. Like it's similar to Mbappe and PSG situation because PSG's made it clear like we extend you or we're selling you. Yeah, now. you can't let him go for free. You can't let this guy go for free. That's yeah. why PSG back then was quickly soccer related that he they offered that amount of money because they didn't want to lose him for free because they could get crowd. Yeah, lose. it's the same situation. Yeah, so it's the same situation. Are you going to win this trade? Hell no, because it's Shohei Otani, and he literally does two things at elite uh, level. And now elite level, right? Because his pitching, when he won his first MO, when he won his MVP, wasn't at the greatest, but then the year after, his pitching went up and and, up, and his batting never fell off. Yeah, and then so this like, year he's he, leading in home runs. He's, he's been improving yeah. from his MO, uh, uh, MVP year. And even if you give him like a 10-year contract, five years of that, maybe his pitching, he'll probably stop pitching eventually because that's the one that will tire him the most and yeah, the yeah. arm. But, um, yeah, so it's a smart thing to do. They need to field offers. The question is, now, here's a tough part on teams offering. For example, the Blue Jays. Um, is he going to extend there is the main question. Like, how much are you going to get rid of? Like, if you're the Blue Jays, realistically, how much of the – you already gave up your best guy and Gabby Marino a lot in the offseason, right? Obviously, we're, we're mentioning Blue Jays because that's the team we know the most. But even if other teams, right, how much are you going to get rid of just for the sake of winning a World Series this year? Which is – you still want that's the ideal goal, but if you don't win, it's like okay, well he's gonna walk to like for example the Dodgers. Yeah, that is a tough situation, for sure. Uh, because like, what realistically, you think about like seven of your top ten prospects are gone. Yeah. Plus maybe a solid position player. Hypothetically, right now. if you're the Jays, what would you offer, knowing he won't extend? Knowing he won't extend, would you even offer anything? Like, uh, I can't take that risk because now you're gonna be the team. Looking like the dumbasses because you don't he didn't it. sign, yeah. and if you don't win, it's a double L. Like basically. it's a different situation if, like, for Kawhi Leonard, you actually ended up winning the chip, right? The yeah, Lakers. so it wasn't. So it didn't matter, but it didn't matter after as that, much. It, that's why people are pre-debating that Kawhi Leonard situation because they're like, oh, the Raptors are stupid. He doesn't even want to be there. Yeah, right. This is gonna be a same. Who knows? Because here's the thing: the Blue Jays are an intriguing team because you 
argue I think they were one of the finalists if I'm not mistaken to like that, sign him originally yeah. yeah and the reason why he chose the Angels was because it's closer to Japan so he seems to be a West Coast guy which is why the Dodgers is the biggest favorites right yeah and he, you saw what the Dodgers did they, didn't, they did not bring back Trey Turner they let uh, Scherzer go as well they let Corey Seager go the previous year yeah so um, they still have ability to big name hunt right get rid of some of their players you could get rid of one pl- uh, one or two are everyday players that you don't use much. I saw a trade of Freddie Freeman. That's bullshit. I don't think Freddie Freeman is going anywhere. There's no chance. But um, yeah, so if you're the Angels, um, you f- field offers, you get you take the best offer. But it's going to be tough because we're going to allude to the NHL in a second. But it's kind of like the Kachuk situation. It's kind of like the Brinkett, this which we're going to get into. But yeah, like if I'm the Jays, if I know you're going to, he's able, he, you could convince him to extend, sure, get rid of something. But like realistically, one, we don't have. I think, or like for us to give up is it gonna be like guys like Ricky Tiedemann? We, we don't have enough assets. Stop, right? We don't have. But enough I don't assets. even think the Dodgers really do either. But I feel like they'll be, they're the only team that will extend them. Yeah. That, that he'll be willing to sign to. Like he will, he seems like to be in the West Coast guy based on what. And it's still said. it's still L.A. It's not easy moving. To, easy to go to Japan is no that thing, and he's he's not moving anywhere. It's still L.A. Yeah, because here's the thing: the Yankees are rumored. Obviously, yeah. I hope he doesn't head there. Up there. Please don't go <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah, but. A team like that could still pursue him because it's the Yankees. They're a marquee franchise, right? Arguably a top five franchise in sports, not just yeah, yeah, just not just not just baseball historically, right? You know, teams like I don't think San Diego is gonna do it, but San Diego, it's LA. So like the favorites that emerge are LA and San Francisco. I saw, and then New York's up there. I saw Texas as a name, but again, it all depends on what Otani wants. Is he gonna stay or, is he, you know, I just feel like at this point he's going, like he's walking. I, uh, I think he's going. Either getting traded or walking, I think he's gone. Because Angels, they don't have they don't have the pitching to win, man. Yeah. They don't. And uh, as a player, I'm sure Atani wants to be in a winning situation. I'm, yeah. I'm sure Atani wants to experience playoff baseball. Where yeah. Trout has probably very, I think very minimal. Yeah. Probably a one game. Okay, quickly before I look up some teams. Do you trade Mike Trout as well? Just might as well go full reset. I don't know if they're gonna. I, no, I don't. I, I don't mean, know. yeah, it's like the Dame situation. You want to keep at least attraction. You don't want to be like the A's, but at the same time, you could just go all out nuts. Like you have the two best players in baseball. If you do that, then you probably can get rid of Rendon as well. Well, Rendon's contract's bad, so I heard Annan Verk yeah. uh, on the radio say that just package that with Otani. They kind of like Josh Bell and Soto last year. Yeah, but Josh Bell was still decent. Yeah, I think, Rendon, I think Rendon's a contract's almost up. To Rendon me. is a big contract because Rendon won with the Nationals and then the Angels yeah. offered him that offseason and Rendon was a re- big reason the Nationals they, won. Okay, are the Angels the most cursed freaking franchise in sports? Because you brought in Albert Pujols after he won the World Series. Couldn't do shit with him. You, you brought, um, excuse me, you brought Trout, drafted him, I believe, best player in baseball before Otani came in. You brought you won the Otani sweepstakes. You got Rendon after you he brought won. Rendon. You got like guys, certain guys to compliment and didn't work out. And you obviously you didn't do a good job. Yeah. Also, with Rendon, is big part is injuries. Like, yeah. You're not on the field. But are they the most cursed franchise? Because they didn't even make the playoffs, let alone do anything in the playoffs. I mean, are they really cursed, or is it just bad managing at this rate? Obviously, I mean, the curse true is a little bit. Yeah, just yeah. a little bit because Trout gets injured a lot. Because he's the two best players in baseball. Like, how are you not like able to make the playoffs? Like, I'm inju- so confused. Injuries are a key part, but you don't have the pitching. 
That too. You generally don't yeah. have the pitching to win. Like they're a team that could have realistically went after like Scherzer or someone too. Yeah, but, yeah. You, they generally don't have the pitching to win. Plus, I think they have the a, starting. They pitch. have an ownership situation yeah. because they're looking to sell as well, kind of yeah. like Washington was. Like, can you name me a starting pitcher on on Angels? The only why and he's not there anymore was um, Syndergaard. <laughs> That's all the I know about him. The only one I could think of right now, two maybe. Which is Tyler Anderson, who had a good yeah, year, yeah, 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 with, yeah. good year with the Dodgers last year, yeah, and then Patrick Sandoval, who I think is pretty decent. Yeah. Other than that, I can't name you a bullpen guy or a starting pitcher. Yeah, like they're six games off second, and then those two guys aren't aces either. They're like mid rotation and back of the rotation. Yeah, for starting pitchers, they're six games out of the wild card, and which is second in their own division alone, right? And twelve games off the first wild card spot, which is the Orioles. And yeah, so for me, it's just get get rid of them. You know, it probably will be the Dodgers. But if a team really wants to rent out, just like want a rental to do something, I mean, realistically, the only one that makes sense for to be a true rental, like if that could do something in the playoffs, is Philly. Yeah, they that's like not underwhelming because San Diego's underwhelming at the end of the day, and there's rumored Soto trades here. That's insane because he's yeah. not extended either. Because he, if he could trade it back to back years, and Otani gets traded, we might witness the best the trade, trade deadline in history. Yeah, um, no one in the NL Central because that's, maybe the Giants, but then they're not even in a playoff spot, I believe. Because that Soto in. deal last year was like, yo, Soto got traded, got traded. <laughs> yeah. And now he might get traded again. But then now it's like, Otani's getting traded? That's just like... By the way, Yankees are tied for last now with the Red Sox. But um, well, that, that's like, but again, like the Jays make all sense like, to trade for. But they're all about 500. For a rental, the Jays do make sense slightly. But the Jays don't have... Whatever the Jays Yeah, but have, I'm just saying I'm yeah, just saying teams. I'm not saying what they have. Yankees, obviously. It's basically everyone who's in the playoffs right now. Yankee, yeah. <laughs> and fighting for playoffs. Not Seattle, but like Houston. Like whatever team he joins that's in the playoffs obviously could become a World Series favorite. Yeah, so... That's the Otani news. We'll see what happens with that. Trade deadline is August 1st, so it's a couple of weeks away. Um, it's definitely going to be. We need to up our baseball knowledge <laughs> for That's a little for bit. Sure, yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we're, depending on what we what trades happen, we got to see, right? Like, who is actually worth the trade? Because at the end of the day, we don't know whose prospects are the greatest. Uh, yeah, right. We like don't know who has the best because that's what trades are. Yeah, it, trades it's are. not picks; it's prospects, right? Yeah, you might because, get like with Ota- with Soto, you got two everyday players with the pro- prospects, but yeah. Yeah, but yeah, they also got some. Like, they got one good pitcher prospect from them that I believe pitches from now. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. Um, there's some news circulating during All Star Weekend as well. We mentioned playoffs earlier, so this is about the playoffs. Um, the MLBA, MLBPA, the Players Association, want a pitch clock time increase. Some people are arguing they should get rid of it for the playoffs, kind of like the extra inning rule with the base runner, right? So my question to you is, should the pitch clock exist for the playoffs? It should exist for the playoffs, in my opinion. Yeah, it's tough. It's kind of tough to see. Because I'm just thinking about like what players are used to, right? Like They spend 162 games just to get used to a pitch clock. The thing with the extra innings rule, just, you don't play every game with extra innings. Yeah, that one makes sense, right? Yeah, so that one makes sense. But the, with the pitch clock, you play every single game, right? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind a time increase. But I don't think you can't. But I, it's I think, such a rhythm, like especially for pitchers, it's such a rhythm sport as well. It's a it is a rhythm sport, yeah. And because you see how Manoa is struggling, and people are saying that it could be the pitch clock, clock could be the reason for it. Obviously, yeah. Right. One of the obviously we don't know if that's the reason, but, but we're the, no. The main reason with Manoa is just like his command wasn't the greatest. His but, command wasn't the greatest. But he no, didn't. He didn't. But, you could tell he didn't prepare enough in the yeah. Let's season. go back to the original topic, but. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree that it should just stay because you're using it anyways, right? And now, obviously, we've watched playoff baseball. It's the um, the patience, the, you know, the edge of our seat moments are there, right? Like when we're watching, it doesn't matter how long the time is. It's like similar to extra innings because the whole point of the extra inning rule is not to make the game long. Obviously, it started because of COVID, but they kept it because the time was short, right? When it came to extra games, extra inning games. Um, obviously, the pitch clock helped baseball immensely, like and the shift as well because runs went up, uh, you know, bases game stolen went up. The reason why people have an issue is imagine ending a game on a three full count, two out, playoff on the line, World Series on the line, whatever on the line. Pitch clock violation. <laughs> pitch clock violation is the reason why you lose the game, whether you're being the batter or the pitcher. But what if you like, what if there's a possibility to get, like obviously you might keep it for the whole World Series, but like what if you get rid of it in the finals? No point. There's no point, it's right? A, like at that point, I was like, why? Because it's such a rhythm game. You're selling like batters and like they have their thing. Yeah, no, maybe muscle memory will just keep them going at that pace, but um yeah like i it's a, it's a tough argument because i get the point of not ending a game like that but at the same time it's the rules right like yeah. you gotta follow the rules and you know rob manfred even myself like i don't know much about the baseball rules and stuff but i feel like as a commissioner he's one of the worst but this is one of the best things he's ever done <laughs> in baseball with the pitch clock stuff so I guess you could try yeah, it out. So, like, you could try it out during the playoffs and see how it works, and maybe remove it next year. I don't know, but at this point, just keep it because that's what you're used to, anyways. My run, one reason for it, and my one reason against it. My run reason for it is that the MLB playoffs are entertaining, yeah. right? Like people may not like baseball, but when the games are on the line, like in the playoffs, there are a few games that produce. Yeah. My one reason against it. Sometimes you know. I won't, I'm like for someone like me, like who's a little bit busy, can't watch an entire playoff game. Yeah. Right. Like games right now, MLB games right now, I could watch an entire Blue Jays game and still get stuff done. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, if I watch an entire playoff game without the clock, I'm not getting anything done. Yeah. No, it's a tough argument. Like I'm, I'm fine for either or, but I get the argument on both sides because yeah. like, it's like time on the line. You're in that pressure moment. You might be in your head and you're like, oh, shit, I have a clock to worry about, right? Like, yeah. That's, that's but the at this thing. point, they should get used. They should be No, but used playoffs to are a different animal. Yeah, no, playoffs right? are... Like, you're in that moment. Your crowds are actually full this time. Yeah, that's not true, Not like too. the regular season. Like, especially if you're on the away pitcher and you're in your head, like, oh, my God, I need to get this out. Like, especially if you're like Jordan Romano in a closing situation, right? Yeah. You're in your head and you're going to be like, oh, crap, I need to pitch. And then maybe you throw a wild pitch, you get a penalty or, sorry, like an infraction. A violation, Violation yeah. and whatever, but... It's something intriguing to talk about for sure. Like, I wonder how uh, how they'll go around it. I feel like they're gonna keep it. There's no point. Yeah, I think they're gonna keep it. We'll keep it how it is, but yeah, but still keep obviously the extra inning rule is off. But yeah, um, NBA or MLB draft also happened, and the Blue Jays. And I'm I'm promised this isn't because it, this is not us leading to the Blue Jays, but it's a big news. That's why. Yeah. Especially us being Punjabi South Asian and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Blue Jays' twentieth pick of the draft selected shortstop Arjun Namala. Yeah. I'm hoping I'm saying it correctly in the 2023 MLB draft and Arjun who still has to sign his, he was at Toronto the past weekend, still needs to sign his contract. So hopefully he doesn't go against that. Um, come, he's an FSU commit Florida state university commit. And we'll see what happens after that. If he goes, if he doesn't sign, goes back to the draft or whatever, um, could become the first MLB player of Indian descent to even play in the majors. Right. Um, shout out to 
This yes. is Randeep Janda tweeting, so I'm not saying shout out, but like Randeep, this is Randeep Janda's tweet. Um, shout out to Jasveer Rucker, who was selected by the Cubs and repped Canada internationally, but never played in the MLB. Yeah. And then, um, you already know what I'm going to allude to. Dinesh Patel and Rinku saying we're in the Pittsburgh organization, and you know the movie. Yeah, a million dollar arm. And Arjun also emphasized that as well. It's a unique story. Um, did, they, you, did they pitch MLB? No MLB, maybe preseason. So, maybe preseason. Not so MLB. no one, no one, no act- one has pitched or played. In no one MLB. has actually played an MLB. He game. has the chance because people are saying that he, um, Blue Jays also didn't have a second round pick because of the Bassett trade yeah. or a signing, so they lost the pick, which I still don't understand. Yeah. But um, well, he, so they they could have easily went safe with the first round pick, but they went uh, not project but high, like Anthony Richardson, like high ceiling, high low, ceiling, you know, high floor. risk, high ceiling. Like that type yeah, of thing. and low floor. And he he's a shortstop. We obviously could use a something in the pipeline, maybe. But uh, he could hit. He could play defense. Obviously, he needs to get his um, consistency going. But he has a chance wherever he plays. Right? That's a first round pick. Oh, like yeah, that's the, that makes it a little bit more exciting. I exactly. Think he's and the only first round pick. You right? guys should um, check out the story on I think MLB Network about Arjun Namala. Um, talks about his you know his parents were immigrants came to Canada. Um, by the way, he's only 19 years old, so he still has a lot to work. He has a lot of time. Yeah. Because ML- MLB, you don't go in right away. But um, talk about how his actually love for baseball started from cricket because that's what his dad played in India a lot. And because, you know, there's nothing really cricket in America, um, the, sport, the only sport with a bat and a ball was baseball, and that's how he got into it. Um, you guys should check that out. You know, every South Asian, Adnan Virk, Randy Janda, uh, you know, us – we're like, damn, it's a, it's a proud moment, right? Like, first yeah. round pick. So, you know, congratulations to Arjun. And, you know, love the Blue Jays for making this pick. So, he's, he's the only first round, like, Indian to first round pick, right? Yeah. The only other Indian um, player that played in Div 1 is a Sardar, Samrat Singh. He no longer plays. Um, he's, I think, in baseball, at least in college or pros. But he also was the first turban to sick, though. Which yeah, is, yeah. Which is good. first guy with the pug playing for Boston College, which is yeah. a prominent school on its own. Yeah, Boston College is a good um, school. Let's quickly talk, because since we mentioned the draft, we should mention who the first couple of picks were. And they were LSU players, which makes sense. And they were even saying, I think Adnan Virk was saying the first overall pick, the pitcher, the guy that had like 19 Ks in the 19 world. 19 strikeouts. That's fun um, in the College World Series. Um, would be, once again, pull it up. Could it also just arguably come in in one year and pitch. That's, <laughs> that's how that's, elite he is. That's insane. Because um, MLB, you take three, four years guaranteed. Usually. And that's like, if you're, the only guy I know that came up pretty quick was Spencer Torkelson recently. Because that's when I started paying attention. What was that, two years? Like within a second year. Yeah, so three, four years if you're lucky. Like yeah. if you're, His like, name really is the Pittsburgh um, Pirates drafted him. It's Paul Skinnes or Skeens. Yeah, um, Paul Skeens. I apologize. Yeah. Um, LSU pitcher. And then LSU outfielder um, Dylan Cruz as well. He was a kill- I think I don't know if he hit the game winning home run in game one, but uh, he was obviously a key thing. Like LSU won the College World Series, so it makes sense. The finalists, Florida Gators, were the fourth pick in this. Um, had the fourth pick. Wyatt Langford went to Texas. Um, yeah, I, I'm not gonna comment too much of the draft. I know you don't know much about this draft. The last question about the draft. Um, is it weird that's mid season or right? Yeah, I did not like. That's weird. It's like literally after the NHL draft. And then yeah, yeah. draft. Well, I guess they've been doing it for yeah, forever. Yeah, but so I'm, I'm saying gonna... it's a little weird, but um okay, let's move on to the NFL quickly. You know, representing we're about two months away, right? September? 
like a month and a half away. A month and a half away, yeah. Yeah. It's like um, legit once we got some starts. news. We got three news actually. Yeah, so I'm missing one on the board there. Just today, um, today we'll start off today. The biggest free agent is off the board, and I'm pissed. Yeah, that sucks for <laughs> DeAndre us. DeAndre Hopkins made his decision. Kind of a weird one. I thought he wasn't gonna sign a two-year contract, but let me get the exact details out. He is signing with the Tennessee Tennessee Titans, Titans division rival. That's why I'm pissed because we had to deal with him in Houston. Uh, two years, which just surprised me. Twenty-six million dollars. I thought he was gonna maybe go one year, not minimum, but like whatever, one year prove it contract again. I thought genuinely thought he was gonna be a Kansas City Chief. But the reports where he worked out with two teams, at least publicly, that was reported. Tennessee was the first team, and then the second team was New England. A little strange. I'm does a little bit surprised. Him, is, does this put him over the top? No, in my opinion. Like, DeAndre Hopkins yeah. added my favorite wide receiver, one of the best wide receivers. I still think he's a top wide receiver in the game. Um, we'll only add, like... Are they, does this propel ahead of Jacksonville realistic? Because we know Jacksonville is a team to beat in the division. Yeah, um, it's tough. One good thing is, like, they're one of their weakest positions, obviously, improved by a lot. Yeah, by, adding, by a lot. That's why I'm like, the Colts are yeah, jumping on this, by personally. Adding, just not because of just wins or anything, just leadership yeah, alone. By adding D-Hop. Uh, but I'm just surprised. Them and the Patriots... Like, I would thought he he would the go... The Bills or the Chiefs. Yeah, I thought he'd go to more I know contending. Chiefs have um, yeah. a contract... Or issues, yeah, issues, but I thought but he would go to more contending teams, or yeah. like more contending teams would be interested. Yeah, so I don't know. So, obviously, Baltimore was heavily rumored early on, but it fell off. Yeah, um, I'm pissed, but it, it, it's obviously got to root against him again. But I feel like this reminds me a little bit of the Stefan Gilmore situation. Two year contract. The first year goes bad, like it did for the Colts. You could ask for a trade in the. Uh, if season. it goes bad, then yeah. He's or gone. if it goes really bad, they could even just trade him in the trade deadline this year. Yeah, you know. Worst comes to worst, right? But I think they'll definitely it'll make them better because now you have like a D Hop, Derrick Henry play action game should be a little bit. Yeah, better. like you're arguably the most dominant running back and probably the most dominant running back. Um, once upon a time, the best and probably is arguably still the best. I could still uh, be off, coming off injuries. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So there's that, and yeah, we'll see who's the quarterback. Is it gonna be right? Because Ryan Tannehill's on his last year, maybe one last run with him. See how it goes. If not, you have Malik Willis arguably doing pretty well. Currently, yeah. Currently, and then, and then you got Will Levis as well. So, D-Hop, fuck you, but congrats. Hey, <laughs> 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 I, I remember like uh, when all this, when he got traded, he's like, you'll probably want a revenge on the Texans. Yeah. Only. He's the reason why I liked Arizona. Now, Arizona's back to being irrelevant again, technically. Yeah. The only team, in, oh, I guess, Diamondbacks this year, but in general, they were irrelevant. I guess the, I guess, the Suns that were the only relevant I guess they really team. want the first overall pick. Yeah. Who knows? My, Marvin Harrison Jr. will go there. Or Caleb but, Williams. Yeah. Um, moving on to signings quickly. We don't need to get into it too much. This one was because of the, um, what's the thing? The, uh, Franchise tag? Yeah. Evan Ingram extended uh, with uh, Jacksonville. Three years, $41.25 million. Pretty rich contract. I don't know. To be honest, I don't know. Each quarterback, or sorry, each positional thing is so Has different. Has their own like, contract. Yeah. Like. Now, wide receivers are supposed to be reportedly getting 20 mil a year now. Yeah. Which is D-Hop getting 13 is still pretty good, considering he had a buyout. And but then... Um, the other one was Quentin Williams got extended as well. Same situation. That was a must for Four Jax. years, 96 million. I saw the stat. 66 guaranteed. I saw the stat on ESPN where like, their jet sack rate with Quentin Williams is first. Without him, is 31st. Yeah. So, like, Quinn and Williams is the best player on that defense, and that was a must. Yeah. For it's like players like this, you got to bring back, you got to overpay slightly. Yeah, people yeah, yeah. say, oh, it's an overpay, it's an overpay, like how other names but got it, signed. Yeah, but, but 
this one seemed like the situation with Conor Williams seemed like he wasn't. He's the best defensive. Yeah. Uh, well, you could argue Sauce Gardner, but yeah, I'm yeah. just saying, like, impact wise, on the pass rush, it's him. Yeah. And then you could, like, he, the situation felt like he wasn't going to play this season. Yeah. Like, he will hold out. Yeah. And especially with you adding in Aaron Rodgers, you needed all your best players on the field. Yeah. Um, second largest contract ever for a defensive tackle. Uh, in average, I know Sammy only behind Aaron Donald at 31.6 million, but he, we already know what Aaron Donald is. Yeah. Um, yeah, so congrats, Quentin Williams. Obviously, they're a Super Bowl, arguable Super Bowl contender. We'll do more of our NFL preview closer to the NFL season. Yeah. Um, All right, next up, right? Next up, we already mentioned Evan Ingram, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Okay, let's go. Let's go quick fire quickly. Yeah, let's go. Um, off the bat, let's go with the big news of the combat sports. Uh, Tyson Fury first Francis Naganu has officially been announced. We mentioned last pod it was reportedly getting announced, but it's officially being announced. It's a professional belt. It's not an exhibition. However, Fury is not relinquishing his belts, and the WBO or BA are not making him do that either. Which is a lot of people kind of the wrong way because when was the last time he? Defended the belts before he retired. So he's not defending the belts? No. Then that is bullshit. Because he should be relinquishing them. Like, you got Usyk, obviously, we mentioned before. Like, what do you mean relin- like, relinquish it? Like, he should be forced to link- relinquish his belts because he's not defending it. And it's been a while since he's... Right? Oh, like, he should be... He should relinquish... He should relinquish it. Yeah. Because he hasn't, like, fought in a while. He, and he's now he's fighting without... not for And the, now he's fighting... Not for the belts. And he's... Not for the belts. Okay, that's BS. And he's getting a heavy payday and he fights once a year anyways. Right? No, that's so. BS. You gotta be defending the belt. Yeah. I think you're defending the belts as a champion. There's no way... This is not a WWE, yeah, man. So Fury, you can't have a non-title fight. <laughs> Fury right? Nagano to be professional non-title belt. <laughs> that so. makes no sense <laughs> at all. So the super fight between WBC heavyweight champion and Tyson Fury... Tyson Fury and MMA star Francis Nagano will be a professional boxing match, which means the result Mind will well appear on both official records. Might as well go to WWE. Like, WBC, what is this bullshit? Which Fury has done. Bro, this is so stupid. <laughs> WBC officials confirmed to MMA fighting's Damon Martin on Thursday. However, Fury, Fury's title won't be up for grabs, seemingly because Nagano isn't ranked by the WBC. On Tuesday, it was announced that Fury and Naganu, the former UFC heavyweight champion who became a free agent earlier this year, this year, would square off in a blockbuster matchup. So it's on October 28th in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. It was unclear at the time if it was an exhibition or not. Um, Fury, uh, of course, and over the course, will meet under traditional boxing rules and over the course of 10 three-minute rounds. So it's a 10-round fight. Okay. Oh, which is kind of stupid. Which is still weird. McGregor if a, fought 12. If it's a professional fight, why is it not 12? Yeah, I mean, 10 rounds are technically professional, too. It still is? Yeah. Oh, because it's a non-title fight, Yeah, right? I mean, like, Jake Paul's fighting six or eight rounds. Eight round. uh, no, this is bullshit. Fury's top I don't give boxing a shit top heavyweight, heavyweight will be returning to the ring for the first time since retaining his WBC uh, last December with the TKO victory over Derek Chisora. Oh, no, he, he came back and fought Chisora. His, okay. His retirement fight was Dillian White. All right, so it's still... Um, Nagano will be making his pro boxing debut. Uh, yeah. yeah. So. No, no. This is fucking bullshit, all right? <laughs> I don't give a shit how if he's long, not... How, like, long have you been for, how long have you been waiting for Fury? I know he fought Wilder three times. Outside of that, he hasn't fought Joshua. And I don't know whose side is on. Or Usyk. And Usyk has been calling for this fight. Okay. Too. Boxing is a sport where the fighters have to agree to fight, right? They agree to promotions fight. Promotions are also a part of it. Yeah, promotions are, but like... That's why we haven't seen some of these but fights. But the fighters, but the fighters are thinking too, yeah. like, who wants some more money? All that stuff exactly. comes into play. All right? 
I don't care if he's not ranked. If the fighters agree to fight, put the belts on the line. It's simple as that. If he and beats- we all know Fury's gonna beat him. At the end yeah. of the day, we're like, Tyson Fury is the, arguably the best fighter yeah, yeah, out there. It is. But what happens if Aganu wins? What does he get? Nothing. Yeah. He just gets nothing. Just huh? a payday. Just a payday. Now, now what's going to happen? He gets no belts. Yeah. When he, there's a two fight, Fury's a champion. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Um, it's strange. We need to see a Nusik fight. Like, it's, it's bull at this point. Like, I'm scared that his brother is supposed to be fighting arguably KSI. We're not going to get into influencer boxing, but technically it's a professional bout. And we've seen Tommy Fury pull out of the pa- in the past as well. So, like, it's a Fury no, thing. There's no doubt that Fury is the goal of the heavyweight division. Like, what, like uh, well, of this generation. Yeah. Um, uh, But, because, like, I'm pretty sure it's Muhammad, like Ali. Muhammad Ali, right? Yeah, I'm talking about, like, this generation. But either retire or either fight. And, and fight. he's doing neither. There's so much talking on the yeah. internet. Calling everybody, I don't know. What you call out everybody and then you're not fighting anyone. Yeah. All right? Um. Yeah, that's that. Speaking of relinquishing, Jamal Hill, light heavyweight division champion of UFC, UFC, is ruptured. I hate that word. <laughs> ruptured, ruptured his Achilles. Achilles. Like, it seems like it blew up his Achilles or whatever. Yeah. Um, Is relinquishing the belt. And obviously, him and Yuri had a obviously a good exchange just saying, like, hey, thanks for relinquishing it. You're not fucking Tyson Fury, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, and hopefully, we meet in the ring. Likewise, Jamal Hill said that, you know. Ever since John Jones moved up to heavyweight, that's that division just been cursed. Everybody's either getting injured or losing their belts like, like right instantly. Away. But like that, Jan won it, then lost. Defended to Izzy, yeah. And obviously Izzy's a middleweight, so you can't even say too much. Yeah. Um. Then lost to Glover. Lost to Glover. And then Glover, I think got injured or something happened. No, so no. Glover, Glover lost it to Yuri. Yuri. Yuri then, got injured. Yuri got injured. And then the then, then the fight it was between the uh, Ank- Anklev, what was his name. Remember the fight against Jan where it just ended... Uh, like a no contest? No contest. Yeah, Or right. it was a draw or something. And then yeah. Ankala clearly won that fight. Yeah. And uh, then obviously Glover lost in Brazil to Jamal Hill. Yeah. And then Jamal Hill now relinquished it. Now it's what? Blahovic versus who? Uh, Pereira. All right, Blahovic versus Pereira. So I don't know if that's the title fight. It might. Uh, I don't think it has officially been announced yet, which is in a couple of weeks, right? And then the winner of that is going to fight well, Yuri. If he's back healthy. If but Yuri yeah. is back healthy. Yeah. Yeah, so who also I think had an Achilles tear or something, but that's that's wild. That division, that division been, just got cursed. <laughs> it it got like, cursed, but it's also been like they put, they've been putting off some good like, fights recently too. When we got into UFC, right? For the people at home that was wondering how we got into UFC, um, it was just to watch the big fights first. Yeah. Then we slowly got into like these Brandon Moreno fights, the Volk fights, the um, Jamal Hill now. Right, like all these fl- random featherweight flyweights. Like we usually just watch like Izzy, Kamaru, and yeah, and like John, Jones John Jones or whatever. Jones, right? he fought. Now, now it's just like entertaining because like what's happening, who's winning, and what. Right now with Pereira in the mix, but yeah, that's hilarious to me. I would say that light heavyweight division might be like the best division right now. At, uh, like in, in terms of competition, in terms of like competition, just because everything's open. <laughs> that's everything's all. open. Everything's right, just getting open. But there's a lot of people that could like yeah. have a case, right? Because Yuri won. His fight and never really lost. Yeah. Well, as a champ, Jan Blahovic never really got a rematch. Yeah. Um. Uh, Glover. Jamal lost. Hill. Glover retired now. Yeah. And then. Uh, Unclev, right? Yeah. He uh, deserves. He deserves to fight. He deserves a chance too. It and should then, be like between. Austin. And now you add in Alex Pereira. Yeah. So. So. That's be a good division. Who knows if Pereira stays long term? Yeah. But people are arguably saying that you know, this should be for the belt, and then he moves up. 
and fight Imagine, if right? Pereira wins. <laughs> that would be jokes. But, uh, and also one last, speaking of retiring early, like we mentioned, we uh, talked about Glover and Tyson. Fury, Teofimo is not retiring <laughs> anymore. So Teofimo Lopez. And he's called out Devin Haney. Devin Haney is supposed to move up in weight, right? Obviously, he's rumored to also fight Shakur Stevens in the, his current weight, but he wants to move up to 140. Teofimo called him out at 140. He's like, let's do it. I know Devin Haney just got arrested. I don't know what the hell's going on. And freaking Tank just got out of jail. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so Teofimo's not retiring and look for a potential... Devin Haney fight. Yeah, a lot of people lightweight. That a lot division of is stacked. So yeah, let's introduce a new sport that we've never talked about once. Yeah, let's tennis. go. Tennis. <laughs> yeah, we got Wimbledon. The Wimbledon and finals today. We never really watch tennis unless a Canadian's involved. Like we'll watch it casually. Like we're huge casuals. If a Canadian's involved, I'm probably watching. Not maybe not the whole way through, but at least I'll turn it on. Right. And obviously, with all the Canadians coming out, I'd just, like, buying out early. And there's no more Federer. Really watch. And there's no Federer. And there's no more Federer, because that's the guy I watched. Uh, but today is final for the men's... Or let's talk about the women's final quickly. I'll quickly search it up. Um, unseated took out... I think she's also the one that beat um, Swiatek, who's so number Tech, one. who's their number she's one, She's the yeah. first number one... Uh, no, unseated person to win Wimbledon. Um, not just a major Wimbledon. And... Excuse me. Her name is. I just want to give her props. Load up score. Yeah, for the women's one, I remember seeing the quarterfinals. They had like the one, two, three, four, six, seven in. Her okay, M von Drusova. Um, looks like a check flag, but let me just type it in. Looks like a check flag. You don't know your flags? No. <laughs> no you you gotta know what a check flag looks like. Um, it's like the Marquette. Keita Von Drusova. I'm butchered the hell out of this name. I apologize. Czechia, yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. So congratulations on her. Um, yeah. And on the men's side, we have a superstar emerging, and Novak Djokovic, no survived arguably the gold in some people's eyes, is still like the one of the highest ranked number two seeds using the final and he fought highest ranked number two seeds <laughs> sorry one of the highest ranked there yeah and he's a number two seed yeah and fought not fought what <laughs> 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 one no technically he went one-on-one -on -one, but no nah, he they went on a racket match like. yeah um uh, carlos alcaraz carlos Spanish alcaraz yeah for, obviously the only other one to win it was rafa nadal and did you know since 03 the only winners of wimbledon were the big three of Nadal, Jokovic, and Federer, and Andy Murray won twice, and there as well. So but, it was just four but people. The big, but, but the big three dominated. Most big of three it. dominated most. Mainly, of the I guess Federer and Djokovic, because Nadal and Murray each won two. So this is the first guy not named those guys that actually won it. And we have we've had a bunch of big names. Yeah, Carlos Alcaraz, twenty-year-old number one, twenty-year-old number one seed. When you're in the Wimbledon final against Novak Djokovic, like just. A five moment, game the moment, a uh, five set thriller. Five. Sorry, five set thriller. Uh, the moment didn't get to him. Yeah. Right, like he, he was just calm. Still, he lost the first set, and then. I mean, I didn't watch calm. the match. I watched the fifth set. Yeah, he lost. But... He lost the first set, but stayed calm and just put on a performance, where he's now won his second. Right, this is the second Grand Slam champion because he is a. Uh, the last year's U.S. champ, U.S. Yeah. Open winner as well so don't double check if he's the youngest ever but doing on. this at 20 that's insane yeah like he's a and like you're fighting you're fighting i'm saying it too now <laughs> um you're 
in a match against like possibly the goal of tennis. It's like it reminds me of the moment when uh, Bianca Andreescu beat Serena Williams in the U.S. Open in what 2019. Yeah, um, right? he's not. I think he's not the youngest. He's a by three years still too late. Yeah, <laughs> but um, the youngest was four years younger than Alcaraz. Sorry, Martina Hingis. So this is taking man, men and female, um, male and female in account. But let me just check the male quickly before we move on. Um. Boris Becker was the youngest male single champion all England club at 17 years old. So he's not the youngest, but is one of the youngest. Which well, at 17, that's wild. Yeah, so congratulations to both the Wimbledon winners, and hopefully Canadians will step up and not be injured. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, let's go. You want to go NHL, you want to go NBA, or do you want to go soccer? Let's go NHL right now. Okay, so of course our luck. Right when we finished recording last Sunday, literally an hour or two later, the biggest one of the biggest trades of the offseason has happened, which was we were anticipating. And we literally talked about his name before. I'll get the details out, but Alex Jabrinket has officially been traded from the Ottawa Senators to his hometown, home state team of Detroit, the um, Red Wings. Um, before I get into the details, very quickly, we know how we had the uh, discussion of who's the best out of those three teams, Buffalo, Detroit, Ottawa. And I, we both said Ottawa. Does that change? Uh, I still lean towards Ottawa. I'm ch- changing to Buffalo. I feel like Dabrinka is one of the biggest goal scorers, and you're putting him on that team, on arguably even that team, um, on Detroit as well. That will benefit them. But, yeah. But uh, we'll see what, like, obviously Ottawa improved their weaknesses a lot, so we'll see how much that affects them. But they also lost their pretty good goal scorer. They lost their best goal scorer. Okay. But you still have many offensive pieces. Yeah. Details of the trade. Um Ottawa sent Dembrika to Detroit for forward Dominic Kubelik, defenseman Donovan Sabrango, a conditional first in next year's draft and the fourth rounder. And also, Dembrika extended with Detroit four years, 7.875. So I have two questions. Let me go with the first one. Underwhelming trade in terms of a return? Yeah, a little bit. But but the problem is Ottawa had had no... Ottawa had no leverage. Yeah, at all. As good as Calgary did... With the to Kachuk thing last year, and Kachuk obviously in hindsight emerged as a superstar, and he had a great year. You still had old guys to get rid of, like Jonathan Huberto. At the end of the day, even though he struggled this year, but at the time was great, and you added Mackenzie Weger, right? Older players. In this case, you just got rid of Dominic Kubelik, and then you brought in a defenseman who might be something for you, and only a conditional first. So it's kind of and plus you got you gave up a seventh overall pick for. Yeah, last year's draft. Um, just think that through that trade last year, I was like, "Holy hell!" Chuck and Huberto got traded for each other. Yeah, and then uh, obviously this year, Dubinka ain't Kachuk. He wasn't Kachuk even when Kachuk's last year in Calgary yeah. because Kachuk last year Calgary had like hundred plus points still. Yeah, so it wasn't gonna be anything like that. But I obviously return wise, it was underwhelming for me a little bit, like with a conditional first. And then, uh, yeah, you just gotta do the best with the situation. This might not yeah. let him lose for free. And then, no, uh, bro, my phone's ringing. Okay, um, <laughs> but I'll give it to you if you need to text him back. We're getting interrupted on the pod. Yeah. Okay. We're sorry about that. Um, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> the Brinkett's age. So let's move on to the next thing. Here is 25. Four-year contract makes him 29, eligible for another big payday in the future. Um. Bridge deal surprise you a bit? 
Mm, yeah, a little bit because he's saying his hometown. Yeah, not even just that. It's because like obviously the cap is going up, so it's not not many people sign big contracts this offseason outside of like Timo Meyer, right? And obviously I'm gonna relate this to the Canucks because that's our team. We're gonna bring him up always. But Pedersen's up. Are you scared he might sign another bridge deal? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It maybe just kind of gets value up more and more. It's um, also a risk because what if Debrinket falls off or gets? It injured? is a risk. Hopefully yeah. he doesn't get injured. But what if he falls off? Yeah, there's a possibility. Because there's risk on both sides, right? Um, now, how much is this also Detroit's cap? We don't know because that's why the Pedersen thing Detroit was. Detroit did pay a lot of people Yeah, as the, well. that's where I'm confused about what Detroit's doing overall because they got rid of Philip yeah, Peronic be- and we're still confused by that. Yeah. Um, especially as Canucks fans. With PD, it was the same thing because we were out of cap, literally, right? And so let's see what happens with PD's extension. But there's a lot of not surprisingly one-year contracts that were signed two years with options or whatever because the potential cap going up. And if it doesn't go up, then it's like, oh, shit. But then it's, you know, it's funny. It might be a fun fact. Yeah. Atani might have, like what Atani could potentially make in a year will be, could be potentially more than a NHL team's salary cap. Oh, you mentioned money. Exactly what you said. Going back to Francis Dagano quickly, this uh, Fury fight will pay him more than his UFC. All of his. (laughs) That's insane. So, (laughs) yeah. Um, Hockey, obviously, we need there has to be a lot of shit done to get that up because McDavid should not be making twelve million, which is like the mid-level exception in the NBA. But yeah, uh, new extensions. Uh, that's the prank here. We're not gonna get too much into it. It's been pretty old news at this point. It's, yeah, it's old news. Um, some extensions or signings that happened. Philip Zadina signed a one-year deal with the Sharks. Yeah. After being, I guess, literally the prank trade happened yeah. after. Um, Alex Newhook extended with the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. Four years, two and a half million. Yeah. Fun fact with Newhook, he hasn't played much more games than Hoglander, and he's just barely ahead of him in points. That's <laughs> so wild. it's crazy. Um, Keandre Miller. Oh, I wrote 32 here. Three years. Okay. So this is another bridge deal, bridge year thing I'm talking about. Yeah. Three years, 3.872, which is a weird number, but. Yeah. Um, right shot D, I believe. Who? Who is it? Keandre Miller? Yeah, I believe so. He's right shot D. Yeah. Uh, so it's like okay, same thing with the Brinkett. It's like okay, he's yeah, like betting on himself deal. to be good, and he had a great year this year as well. Yeah, he's a good player. So there was that. Um, not much to talk about there. All right, let's go. Cool. Let's go NBA or soccer. NBA. Let's I guess. go NBA. News today came out that campaign, the rat fast looking guy from Ice Age himself, the muskrat or whatever, got traded <laughs> to the San Antonio Spurs. The man who was like celebrating and going crazy and LeBron was saying humble yourself yeah. <laughs> got traded and it's kind of surprising a little bit surprising for me because it was just for a pick it was packaged with a second round pick and in return as well Bull Bull signed after getting waived by the Magic with the Suns so the Suns make moves like I said you guys could check out our winners and losers episode I put the Suns as winners because they did a damn good job in my opinion to surround with the big new big three yeah they Bull did. Bull also gives them an opportunity like the Lakers with Malik Monk a place where you could play me. I know the Lakers struggled last year, but a place where there's expectations and for you to play and have an opportunity to play. And you're going to play because yeah. the Suns... The original Wembenyama. The Suns literally have no doubt. And he's not in a situation where he's pressured, right? Yeah. Like the focus not on him. The focus is on the big three. Yeah. So he could easily thrive under that situation. Yeah, so those are those news. Um, while we're at it, we might as well go trade updates because nothing happened, but we have some trade updates. Um, number one, Damian Lillard, nothing much. <laughs> Otherwise, it's, it's gonna take a while. Yeah, they're saying that only update is the Ben Simmons situation with Philly. Expect that they'll they'll be willing to be patient. Uh, second, 
update Harden still wants out. Um, okay, <laughs> I guess, yeah. but and he's dead set on the Clippers, I think. But that's where he really wants to go. Makes sense as well, especially with Russell signing a cheaper contract. But at the same time, Harden's just like like okay, I didn't work here. Let me get out now. I don't blame him, Brooklyn, fully because clearly all three guys left. Um, but at the same time, it's like okay, well, if nothing worked in Houston. Okay, let me get out. You get out. You go to Fort Stewart. Houston's understandable a little bit for me. But he, it's not like Houston didn't help him on like Dane. Huh? Like Houston gave him whatever he wanted. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. It's not Houston's fault for him missing all those three pointers in that game. Well, that's the whole team. Chris Paul was all injured. I get that, but still, like that was the whole team. But no, James Harden himself wasn't. Yeah, I know. And he, he, the guy who disappears in the playoffs in big games, it's James Harden. James Harden, right? I'm. You could say it's the team, but at the same time, you should be the guy carrying. Yeah. Um. New one that got added, which I'm not, well, not really new, but now it looks like it's heating up, is your boy Pascal Siakam. Which I guess, I mean, I don't really understand. It's I mean, The fact that Fred's gone kind of makes sense. Pascal should be gone, but... They're saying that it's a, it's a weird situation here because Pascal doesn't want to leave, so people don't really want to trade for him because he, he's going to be he's up for an extension. Um, Raptors are not really talking to him. It's like a messy situation. I know Bobby Marks from ESPN was on Halford and Bruff. Last week, and he was mentioning something like that, and he's like, "It's it's more of a matter of when than if, maybe, because Raptors also don't want to." And Raptor fan, you could talk about this. Would you want to extend him to that, especially if he gets an All NBA team next year? He, oh, which will get yeah, he could be making a, a lot of money. He'll be making a lot of money, and there's no point. There's no point because, like in my opinion, if you're getting if Fred is gone, he has to be gone too. Yeah. Uh, only like we said, Pirtle, I don't understand that deal at all, but. Realistically, you're building around Scotty and then OG, who is also younger so than the, both of them. You mentioned OG. They want to build around Scotty for sure, obviously. Yeah. And OG. Yeah. I mean, Are you sense. fine with that? Because OG's up for a contract extension. I'm fine with that because OG is like younger than both of them. Like he's he's not. No, close. I don't know. He's my age. Maybe 25, 26. Yeah. So he's not close to his 30s. Where like Siakam is legit, like almost at his 30s. Fred's almost 30. 26. As well. Yeah. So that's that's still a decent age, right? And then. Only issue with OG is can you see on the court? Yeah. Me. Uh, so I don't mind that at all. Oh, it's eleven o'clock here right now. But OG, happy birthday, July eighteenth though. So, but when this comes out, it's OG's birthday. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, sorry. No, OG's birthday is on no seventeen. Yeah. OG's um, uh, birthday will be on Monday. So oh, when this nice. comes out, so oh, happy twenty sixth birthday. birthday. <laughs> all right. So he's twenty six now. Yeah, he's twenty six now. <laughs> By the time this still comes decent up. age, still a good age yeah. to build around. But yeah, so I don't mind it at all. But just... And then you also might extend Gary Trent. So where's yeah. the cap gonna go then, right? So yeah. obviously the Pirtle thing's kind of questionable. This that they want to build around Pirtle. It makes Pirtle. sense that Siakam's on the move. Like they will get rid of him. Yeah. So. Atlanta was a rumored spot because they need a power forward. Realistically, what could you get Indiana from Atlanta? Was, and Indi- Indiana was another one. Now, there was also a rumor that Raptors didn't really engage much, even with a third overall pick on the line, which is kind of strange to me. But that's yeah. yeah. So uh, they might they're not gonna get the best possible return because now they're too late. Yeah. So yeah, those are the, those are the trade updates. By the way, Yaka Pertl is twenty seven years old, so kind of still younger than I thought he was. Yeah, he'll be twenty eight. But yeah, um, anything in the NBA? Oh yeah, sorry. There's another couple of things. Rule changes have officially been up, um, announced. The same that we mentioned a couple of pod episodes ago that they were they were gonna vote on, and it officially the results came. In-game penalty for flops resulting 
now in a technical free throw. Again, what's a flop? We don't know. And that's going to be the hardest. Every wrestling has their own definition yeah, for that. That's going to be causing a lot of issues on its own. Yeah. Um, more technicals <laughs> for sure coming. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, second coaches challenge awarded if first challenge is successful. I like that rule. De'Aaron Fox, I like it, but De'Aaron Fox tweeted like, or someone, I forgot who it was, tweeted, great, more decision on the ref's hands yeah. <laughs> for both of this. So, um, there's that. Um, the other thing was, I have a Hall of Fame question for you because the reason why we're bringing up the Hall of Fame is AI is supposed to be inducting D-Wade, right? Yeah. And we all know D-Wade, Dirk, and all these guys are going in, officially being inducted in. They've already been like, announced yeah um so my question to you is just like to end off well we have one more nba topic well, not nba topic last topic of nba yeah, yeah yeah current hall of fame locks and i'm gonna give you some names and i'll go through teams quickly because this is just like a random page uh tweet that i'm seeing lebron james no <laughs> okay so yes yes and first ballot we'll go with that anthony davis keep in mind like he's he's not first ballot but he's a hall of famer I mean, yeah, I think he has enough to put Championship, himself. Because you got to think guys like Charles Barkley made it. Guys, yeah, yeah. even like Tim Hardaway Sr. made it. So Yeah, he's a Hall of Fame, but he's not first pilot. Okay, Steph Curry. First pilot. Clay Thompson. I say he's Hall of Fame lock, but not first pilot. Yeah. Same with Draymond Green. Yeah, same. You got to give him. Like, yeah, yeah you got Russell Westbrook. Same as, same. I don't think it's first pilot. Chris Paul. He might be first ballot. Yeah, he, I know. I, yeah. I'm not, I know. I think it, it depends on a class, though, too. Yeah, right. right. But so I'm just saying, like, as it. of right now, let's just say that's just, like, yeah. well, everybody retires today, and we'll say ten names are first ballot. Uh, he might be. Yeah, he could be. I feel like he will. Just his reputation is up there. Like, yeah, he'll yeah. be a top three point guard of all time, right? Third, most likely. You could all argue. time. Point guard. Of all time. That's what people say. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Maybe top five. I won't say top three. But I'm just saying you could argue people yeah. argue three. Like one and two, we know it's between Magic and Steph. But yeah. Yeah, then you, I, you got Oscar Robertson as well. Yeah. Russell Westbrook, Hall of Famer, probably not. A, yeah, we already said that. Oh, sorry. Paul George. Yeah, in the same boat, I guess. You're going to give him Hall of Fame? Lock? Yeah. It's not first ballot. Kawhi Leonard? First ballot. Kevin Durant? First ballot. Jokic. Now, is he now first ballot? I think he is. Yeah, now he is. Um, okay, so it was in Giannis. First ballot. Um, Lillard. He probably will get in, but not first ballot. Not first ballot. Um, Kyrie Irving. Arguably first ballot. Arguably, yeah. Um, so here's the thing. Kyrie Irving, the player, yes. Now, people might put his antics. It's, it's like, about basketball. I'm putting this about basketball. But, you know, about people, basketball. but you know how people it's are. About, I know the people, voters. I'm talking I know about. people are idiots. But this is us two idiots doing this. So, yes, he's a Hall of But those guys are idiots, too. It's about yeah. antics into this. Jimmy this Butler. Is about basketball. Jimmy Butler. Not first ballot. Not first ballot. Kyle Lowry. Not first ballot. James Harden. Not first ballot. Kevin Love. Not Bobby. first ballot. Okay. And Embiid, Luca, DeMar. I mean... Uh, Luca's too early, Embiid. Because he has an MVP. He was an not MVP first ballot. And As of right now, I guess... And, and DeMar, DeMar. Not, for, not first ballot. But you're, saying, but you're saying DeMar's in, but not close. Like he's, People are saying DeMar's close, but he might not be in. But uh, I feel like if Paul George is in, DeMar should be in as well. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying he's a better player than Paul George. I still take Paul George slightly, but at the end of the day, like, he's a 20 DeMar and Paul He's a 20K scorer. In the yeah, league. DeMar and Paul George are at the bottom of the list. Any names I missed, potentially? No. Uh, Tatum, I guess, eventually, but not That's right too young. Yeah, so the rest are probably too young. 
All right, so let's get let's on go. to Canada roster. Okay, so FIBA, Canada have officially announced their roster. And the best roster they have announced, yeah. right? Um, the NBA, notable NBA players that are on this roster. Usually there's not many. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, RJ Barrett, O'Shea Brissett, Dylan Brooks, Lou Dort, um, NCAA College Player of the Year, Zach Eady. I'll just mention him. And obviously not NBA. Um, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, probably the best Canadian in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Corey Joe, he's a staple there. Corey yeah. Joseph, to be exact. Jamal Murray, the second yeah. best player there. Kelly Olynyk, Dwight Powell. That's it. Okay. Those are those guys. So the notable names that are missed. They might have the best backcourt in FIBA. Yeah, because knowing what the USA roster yeah. is now. Um, no Wiggins, no Nemhard. Young, but still. Matherin, young, but still. And then Shaden Sharp again, young, but still. And Chris Boucher. The thing is, like... And no Trey Lyles, which people say are surprising because the coach is Sanford, or yeah. Sacramento's coach. And Trey Lyles is a big, right? And the, what Canada's lacking right now are bigs. Yeah, and Wig- so that's why I could see, as well. I could see why Nemhart and like Matherin didn't make it. Yeah. So, yeah. So what do you think of the roster, though? It's oh, that's, the best good. roster is solid. Yeah. Exciting. Now, the question is, any of these guys going to pull out? I feel like I know. And I know they had a contract signed. I know Nick Nurse is not longer there, but you have to be like three year try to commit for three years, which is why Wiggins didn't originally commit. Yeah, yeah. But the rest of these guys, I think, had committed. Yeah. So um, if you were to, your ideal lineup, I'll tell you mine after. But it's Shea Jamal, yeah. obvious. Uh, it's probably gonna be Dwight Powell starting five, and then it's gonna be. I just go a little bit small, but I'm going with RJ and Dort. Is that what you want, or is that what you think will happen, or both? That's what I want. So, what do you think? Will I don't think that was. I think that's like the best lineup too. Okay, so you're saying like Dylan Brooks off the bench. Yeah. So for me, it's my ideal lineup. I agree with you. That I think that's gonna what's gonna happen. I'm gonna take out um, R.J. Barrett personally. I would put him in the six man role, but I know that'll be tough because his dad is literally the, the president. But I would go Lou Dort because the defense. That's it, and then throw in Kelly Olynyk. So you want to go a little bit bigger? Yeah, a little bit bigger. Because we, re- I mean, or you could start Zach Eady. I don't know if Zach Eady starts. He's a giant. He's a seven four. Like again, he's slow, but it's FIBA, not NBA. Yeah. Um. The thing is, they, they definitely have like the firepower to like mix up positions, right? Yeah. Because this is the thing is like, if your best player is struggling, you still have options that could potentially steal a win for you. Keep in mind, this is extended Canada roster, so people either go get cut, which we know the NBA players won't. Yeah. Or the NBA players could definitely genuinely they pull out. Pull out. So it's a training camp roster. Yeah. But we finally got the roster. I'm excited for this if it stays. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I will wake up early for some of these games if I have to. Um, yeah. So now, finally. Soccer. Which we we also end up with, but. Yeah, I, I thought we, I thought we planned NBA to end with, but it's fine. <laughs> Soccer though. Um. Let's start off with some little little sadder news, not tragic news. Obviously, no one, nothing happened in terms of passing or anything, but like more on the emotional side of things. That's, that's the best way to put it. Um, Dele Ali had a sit-down interview with um, Gary, Neville. Gary Neville. And uh, so I don't know what the... Okay, I forgot what the pod is. I'll look it up when you talk. But um, just going talked about his history. Then those of you who don't know Dele Ali or haven't heard of him in a while... He was like a lock for England at one point, right? Tottenham, Cam. Best young player in the game. One of the best young players in the game at the time and all of a sudden fell off after the 2018 World Cup, essentially. Um, I would say more around COVID time, right? Yeah, yeah. And now I don't even know where he is. I think he's in Turkey somewhere and he's been struggling there. He went to Everton, struggled there. 
And here's what happened with his childhood. He had an alcoholic mom, was molested by his mom's friend at six, started smoking at seven, started dealing drugs at eight, selling them, hung off a bridge at 11, and then he finally got adopted to what he's had a great family at 12. And he obviously was emotional during this, like any player and person. I'm not going to say player in this case. Any person would. And and it goes to show that, like, and he's recently was in rehab because a lot of the trauma came back to him, right? And I obviously have never experienced this. Obviously, you have never experienced this. And the one thing I do want to say is, as much as we criticize players, as much as they deserve to be criticized for their play on the field, and... But, like, we see these racism comments, we see these, all this shit come out. We don't know what the person is going through, right? We, for all, yes, we're going to criticize Dele Ali for, or he doesn't want to be called Ali because of his father. He doesn't want to associate. Dele, um, we will criticize his, we know we're going to see, we don't know what's happening behind the scenes ourselves, for sure. But we're going to criticize his play on the field. But those people that take it to a personal level is where we have to draw the line. Yeah, right? personal level is definitely drawing the line. The fact that this man has made it this far deserves... It was a lock on the England roster. No, no, just like from his childhood oh, to yeah. up to this point, it just props to him, right? Just for just staying and battling, right? Yeah. For all the issues he had to deal with. So, like, as a person, that is a... It's like an inspiration story because of him going through all those struggles and all that stuff. Podcast is called, or the show is called The Overlap. That's why yeah. I put that out there. So then... um the fact that you're still going managed manage your way to a professional footballer right because that's what you are is a uh, props to him because the path that he was going down was obviously not his fault but it was just something that he was put in yeah and then um a lot of people don't come out of yeah so props to him for that again it's fair play to criticize his play on the field because again on the surface level we don't know what happened but you still got to criticize because at the end of the day, you're a professional athlete. You got to do it, right? Obviously, the uh, Rashford, Saka, Sancho, misses. Like, the racism is insane in Europe and we can't, we're not political. We're not going to get into that stuff. But even, like, as Man United fans, we criticize Sancho and we're criticizing him. We're saying, yeah, we should sell him. At the end of the day, yeah, if, if he's struggling, you sell him. No matter what happens, but I'm saying it, that's the unfortunate business of the thing. But Sancho did take a time of absence because of mental issues. And we don't know what those issues are. But again, like those, like again, we're not like we're not saying that, but we're saying like you guys on the just Twitter space or whatever, just saying like, oh yeah, blah 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 blah. This like we don't know what players go as through through as a person. Like you said, criticize a person, criticize a player as not a fan, a per, not a person. I mean, a player. the player, yeah, yeah. but just don't ever make it personal. Yeah, and we know us saying that is not gonna change help anything. change anything, but or like you know, it's gonna affect anyone or anything. But in general, people like need to realize that these guys are humans, right? They're yeah. not like robot made. They're not like Superman or anything. Like they're still as us. They just worked harder than us for like you know to get to their dreams. Yeah, exactly. Um, the thing is, at the end of the day, it's I like players know what they have signed up for, but they haven't signed up for. Certain abuse, certain types of like abuse. repeatedly getting yeah that type of abuse like they desert yeah sell them trade them players should they cannot we've seen players react to those badly but the the you, that was ones you have to acknowledge 
this like yeah don't go for personal attacks because it's not obviously this story maybe fans did not know about this and as long as it didn't go personal with it now like in hindsight we could see like okay well, now we know why he was struggling yeah but now like, we have a we have the vi- issue. we have a story now like right? a big reason why yeah um but again unfortunately the business of sports whether whatever you're going through or not it sucks like you gotta perform you gotta, you gotta perform and, and that's, that's like that's the that's, and some, that's that's the criticism that's some fine. coaches do not sell and obviously we say like why are you not selling him blah 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 and then now you in this case maybe Tottenham which I'm gonna get to Pochettino for a second or later the story um, was like no I'm giving him an opportunity because the coach may know what happened yeah, yeah. right so there's a reason why maybe someone didn't get sold as quickly as they should have or benched as quickly as they should have um, speaking of Pochettino he would love to bring in Dele um to Chelsea Obviously. and give him a lifeline and opportunity to and see. And Dele Ali really did shine. And I Pochettino. hope he comes back. And I because hope Dele Ali struggled under Mourinho, but he shined under Pochettino. I hope he. So it kind of makes sense. I too. do hope he makes a comeback and he kills it. Yeah. Right. So we go for that. Um, signing updates. Us officially, we got Manchester United. Tough transition, but officially Manchester United um, have got their goalie. Oh, na na is. Uh, is that copyright? Uh, we're, not, we're not singing the song I said Onana <laughs> <laughs> Andre Onana is officially a Man United player here we go from Fabrizio Romano was tweeted and obviously he'll work out the per- medical visa and go on the US trip Um, backup goalie also rumored is Zion Suzuki yeah. Japanese player mentioned before young, as well yeah so he's but they're paying more attention to Rasmus Hojland because they need a goalie from Atalanta or striker, striker from Atalanta. Um, Declan Rice also officially announced, and a guy that's always in transfer rumors has finally been transferred. No one's really watched to play because no one really watches Lazio, I guess, outside of the Lazio fans in Italian league. Yeah. But Milinkovic Savic, who was linked to Man United like every year, I believe, legit, is every now year, yeah. gone, but not to Man United, but to Al Halal, the team Messi was supposed to join. <laughs> So, yeah. um, there he joins, um, the Saudi pro league. Yeah. Saudi pro league. And another person that joined the Saudi pro league who hired coach at hired, um, Steve Gerrard as the coach, Steven Gerrard, Steven as the coach, Gerrard yeah. is bringing his former teammate, former, uh, Liverpool companion, Jordan, Jordan Henderson. Henderson, who got a massive pay raise there and is obviously going, um, it was funny watching Gerard coach though, because I showed you that video. Yeah. <laughs> the trans, um, the trans, um, sorry, language barrier. They didn't understand. Him. Yeah. And you know what it reminds me of is like uh, when Saudi Arabia played Argentina, and the halftime message was the coach was French and he was talking English, and he had to translate. Yeah. Okay. And then you have two people yelling at him. You have one guy yelling at him in English, and one guy yeah. yelling at him in Arabic. It's hilarious. <laughs> but obviously that will be obviously going to be a struggle, but. And, uh, yeah, so those are a bit, like, the names now, Sofian, Amrabat is up because Man United want another center mid. Liverpool need a center mid because Fabinho is rumored to leave as well. Um, I'll look up some rumors quickly, but before we get to the rumors, Gold Cup. Um, again, it's been going on, so we missed everything in, during midweek and Sunday because we recorded early, or Monday, but we recorded early Sunday for Monday. Um, Canada, U.S., let's start with that. Well, it's a good PKs. Good performance, right? Like the lad, the younger guys got experience. Um, Ali Ahmed was great until he had to sub off. Schaffelberg with a big goal. Yeah. Um, I didn't know who he was, so I called him Mullet Man. But then <laughs> he scored a goal, so I gotta know his name now. 
here's the thing with that. It should not have been a quarterfinal game. Canada should have easily won that group. So yeah. they, they did this to themselves. They easily could have played them in the semis. Um, but obviously, ultimately, at least had their best performance. And Ali Abed should be making one of the guys, maybe Schaffelberg, Dane Sinclair should officially, Dane Sinclair could be a, st- a starter now. But the other two guys I mentioned should easily make the A squad, essentially. At least yeah, yeah. Right? Now, still lacking a number six, but at least Ali Abed, you have the center mid depth. Yeah, you're getting, you're getting. Players about to play, right? Had a match game. Kamal Miller had a good game too, yeah. So, um, oh yeah, continuing the Gold Cup, um, Mexico ultimately ended up winning it at the time of this recording today, one nothing over Panama. Panama did beat the U.S. in the semis, so in PKs themselves. Keep in mind, not a lot of the top players played, especially yeah, in no one, the U.S. No one really played. So it's a more of a depth squad tournament. Uh, I wish it wasn't, but it is uh, what it is. The players got a rest. A um, couple of rumors before we get it ended off with the Women's World Cup, which starts Thursday. Yeah. Um, Inter are planning for Juan Cuadrado. He's okay. a free agent. Yeah. Here's the funny. Uh, oh, Messi officially unveiled. Um, in, at it in Miami. Yeah. Inter yeah. Miami today had a huge thing there, but here's a funny story about Lukaku. So. We know what Lukaku's story is after Everton. Man United got rid of him for Inter. Then Inter, he rejected City, but then Chelsea came to offer. He's like, you know what? I want to go back to Chelsea. Then, like, Tukel went back to Inter. And he's on loan, right? So, fast forward now to this point. He's like, I'm never going to be playing for Juventus or, like, AC Milan. He's committed Inter. Now, what happened was Chelsea and Inter are working on a deal to get him done fully transferred. His agents were working on that. But reports came out behind their back, including his agents, who now dropped him. Now, yeah, was working behind to get a deal done with Juventus. So Lukaku himself. himself, yeah, yeah. So reportedly, he was mad that he did not start in the final. Maybe a valid argument or not? I don't know. I mean, the I performance so. you put on the final, yeah, like so. good thing he didn't start you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're at the stage now where he might be a Juventus player, but Inter has officially backed out completely. The most loyal man in football. <laughs> the snake. The snake. Yeah, so that's it for the news, at least from what I know. Um, yeah, Onana's a top five expensive goal in the Premier League. Kappa being one, Allison being two. Not in the Premier League, sorry. Overall European. And Buffon was three. He's yeah. probably four or tied for three. Um, Shavi Simons is bought back by PSG and sent on loan to Real, right? Uh, they use their buyback clause, bottom. And then loaned him to Red Bulls Leipzig. Okay. Um, those and are the news. That's of that. it, right? Uh, Women's World Cup. Let's end off there. Um, starts on Thursday, I believe. So we might as well do a little preview right now because I don't know how much we'll talk about it on Wednesday. Um, USA are the favorites. No surprise there. Um, Canada obviously announced their roster, and you were a little underwhelmed, but I feel like it's still the same roster. They they're gonna be defensively heavy like they were last time. Yeah, when they won the Olympic gold, um, they were like defensive football right there. The big issue that um, they're somehow the seventh favorite in odds, which is fair. Not fair. I don't think it's fair. But which I think I think it's top five. I think they should be top four yeah. because they were Olympic. Like the only team ahead of them should realistically be USA still. USA and England for sure. England because they won the Euros. Oh, I think Euros. Like, those are the two teams that should be. Um, I don't know about like Germany, is, Sweden. Their group is decent. Too. They have like the best striker in the game. Sam Kerr is going for Australia. Australia, she's yeah. at home. I think Nigeria has a really good striker, and the third team is Ireland. Their first time qualifying, so you realistically they should come a top. They should sure, be top second. of the group. They should be top. Right, of the, group. the expectation should be top. Problem is the whole scandal with Canada soccer 
going on. Why well, is this kind of the whole issues? Um, how much is that going to be on their head as well, right? So, I think them getting the temporary deal done should clear up some things. But like obviously, read you know last but time for reports me, of like, freaking bankruptcy coming out of nowhere is going to be like, okay, what the hell? Like, are we really going to get paid? Yeah, no. But sure? for me, like you're playing, you're playing. Yeah, but your biggest same. tournament, and it shouldn't be an excuse for like why you're performing. But that. I wouldn't be surprised if shit goes down behind the scenes we don't know about. Is what I'm saying. But personally, expectations should be semifinals. That's what I'm going to say. Um, yeah. They usually struggle in the World Cup. They do better in the Olympics. They do better in the Olympics usually, but they struggle in the World Cup. They usually go get out of the group now, but you lose in the but first the or second. quarter finals, yeah. Yeah, so um, obviously we're still heavily through. rooting. I know you're, a little, last, you're yeah. a little underwhelmed with the offense and because a lot of the offenses. A lot of people field. are injured too, right? Huh? People are injured too. Janine Becky, Janine Becky. Uh, Jade Rose. They called up two young uh, 18-year-olds yeah. as well. A couple of players coming back from injury. And then J- this is St. Clair's last. World Cup, so I'm sure she's motivated for sure. Like, probably playing the number ten, like Harry Kane. She reminds me of Harry Kane a lot now. Yeah, <laughs> lack right? of pace, but like playmaking strikers, I still could score. So yeah. Jordan Heidemann used to have a big game, but then it depends on how she gets the ball from the midfield. So it depends on how it goes. Chloe Lacoste and stuff like um, names like that. Um, I mean, midfield is decent. I mean, they don't have Desiree Scott anymore, which is yeah, definitely a big loss. Part. Yeah, that's a huge. That's why I was like, I was like, where is Desiree Scott when yeah. she's injured? That's where I'm like. Because she is, she runs that six. Yeah, very Gwen well. is gonna be tasked with that role now. Yeah, but yeah, um, you know, early favorite USA probably winning it. Yeah, like USA. Um, I know they have a big injury in Mallory Pugh, if I don't believe, if I'm not mistaken. But Dennis Rodman's daughter made the team, so <laughs> there's that story for them. Uh, other favorites, in my opinion, you could probably say England. Um, you could say England. The women's team that actually wins something. Um, the Netherlands. Well, I guess the U20 team won. In the I U7. think Netherlands were the. Finalists from the previous time. one, yeah. Sweden is still going to be dangerous. Sweden Brazil took out Canada yeah. in the round of so, 16. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I know it's the Women's World Cup and people are going to be like, yeah, it's not going to be big as the the Men's World Cup. But hey, Canada for me is involved and for you is involved. We're watching. So, yeah, um, yeah, I think that that ends today's pod. Yeah. Um, give you guys a heads up right now. We will be dropping a video on Saturday. So make sure you guys check that out. We will not tell you what it is, <laughs> but you could take a guess of what we've posted. That's all I'm going to say. That's the hint. Um, other than that, make sure you guys check out our previous videos that we've released that we went that are not podcast or sports podcast related and tune in for us a potential surprise next week. I'm going to tease that. Yeah. So pressure's on us to get this done. <laughs> but um, other than that, anything from you? No. Nah. Thanks for watching. Made it this far. Please subscribe, comment if you agree, disagree with anything or anything we missed. Uh, Yeah, the usual stuff. All right, and we'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace. Peace.